Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome back to another exciting session of Naturopathy Today. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm with my good bud, Steve Langford from HealthQuest Podcasting. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Good morning, Michael. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Well, so far, so good. You know, I figure <laughs> every day above the dirt is a fabulous day and a great opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, if we can show up, we're in good shape, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, last week I said I was going to cover something we should have covered two weeks ago, which is another method and technique for falling asleep. And here is one. I'm anxious. I, well, and this is a simple one. It's real nice. And it's kind of like a, you know, you're you're hypnotizing yourself, so to speak. And you start off with mind, mind, with every breath I take. I am releasing stress and anxiety and tension from my body. Mind, mind. With every sound that I hear, I am releasing stress and tension. With every beat of my heart, I am becoming more and more relaxed. Mind, I am dropping the stress and tension from my mind. My facial muscles are beginning to relax. My neck is relaxing. My shoulders are relaxing. With every breath that I take, I am becoming more and more relaxed. With every heartbeat, I am going deeper and deeper into relaxation. So that, so what you do with that is you go through every part of your body. And if you make it to your toes, that would be amazing. <laughs> but you know, you go shoulders, then the chest, my organs are relaxing, my arms, I feel the stress going out my fingertips. And I think I've gotten as far down as my knees <laughs> as I'm out. So it's worth a shot. It is worth a shot. And I think it's so important for people to understand that these simple techniques, as simple as they sound, can be most profound because you're actually impacting how your brain is functioning when you are practicing this relaxation and this sort of mantras. Uh, you are diverting your mind's activity from some of the things that might be, you know, causing you to have trouble falling asleep. And certainly as you pay attention to relaxing, you know, I had to think that combining that with that deep breathing that I mentioned during that show, this should work for so many people. And if they can get all the way down to their toes and <laughs> they've still not fallen asleep, they've got more work to do. Absolutely. And they uh, working to relax, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And they would benefit immensely from minerals. You know, we talked yes. about minerals last week as cofactors and catalysts, but what people don't realize, and I always run off this litany of things minerals are good for, leg aches, back aches, charley horses, spasms, palpitations, cramps, TMJ, restless leg, insomnia, growing pains in kids, all of those. If you take a complete multi-mineral, all of those symptoms will disappear within three to four days. It's astounding. That's it's how powerful. Efficient. 
it is powerful. You know, the food is so processed. And if you're eating organically, you know, some people, well, you know, I don't eat the American diet. I eat organically. Yeah. And there's still not enough nutrients at levels necessary for your body to deal with the onslaught of environmental and more importantly, your emotional stresses. That's just what I wanted to throw out there. Okay, so today's session is all about high cholesterol. And I don't think, Steve, that, no, I do think, but sometimes <laughs> I don't think that people really understand the value of cholesterol. What's your take on that? Well, I think you're right. Certainly they don't un know the value. So they underestimate the importance of cholesterol in their diet and in their bodies, and they overestimate the risk that comes from having a slightly elevated, quote unquote, uh, cholesterol level as determined by the medical and drug professionals. Um, and so they overestimate the risk that they're having. I've had people feel like uh, if I don't get on a cholesterol lowering drug, I'm likely to have a heart attack. When in reality, that's not the case, but that's the impression they're left with. And so they overestimate the benefit of the drugs. They underestimate estimate the benefit of cholesterol, and they miss the whole point and get on something that really isn't going to solve their problem or make them healthier. So it's really an interesting situation that people are stuck in. They're on a drug, not because they're feeling bad, but because the doctor says you got to take it. And they feel like they got to. If the doctor says so, he knows, right? So I'm going to have to do it. What else have you got for me? And try to convince people that the cholesterol theory of heart disease is not um, a credible theory, man, that's a tough one to get the, them to realize. And yet that's, in my mind, the current understanding from a nutritional point of view is that the cholesterol theory of heart attacks and strokes is really mostly for those people who have already experienced one, not for the average person. So that's my take. I don't know how you feel about some of that, but I'm sure we'll hear. Well, you know, it's funny that I think the docs, D-O-C, think that they are G-O-D. So there's that. That's number one. Number two, fear is a fabulous motivator. You can either get up and run. Yeah, let me go get that drug. I want to feel good. I want to stay alive. Or, you know, it's like there's two ads right now for cancer. If you take them together, you will live longer. You'll enjoy your family more. And actually, all it gives you is, is maximum, maybe, you got to read the small print, maybe right. 90, 120 days. I know. It is so deceiving, so deceptive. Whole system on a lot of levels is built on deception and fear, using it as a motivator. So there's that. Um, well, yes, we else. overestimate the benefits. We think, oh, this is my way to better health. And boy, you talk to somebody who's been on some of those cancer treatments, um, and you'll find out differently if they're still around. People just need to look deeper into these topics. Yes, they do. And, you know, one of the first things, you know, talking about high cholesterol, talking about cancer, talking about disease, the first thing that needs to be done is you need to change your damn diet, period. You need to move away from regular processed food and buy organically. And I've heard people say, 
And and somebody here in the company was telling me that, you know, they went to the store, they shop every week, and I've got them convinced to some degree to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. No canned. You know, if you're going to do anything, you can't buy fresh, buy frozen. So we were talking about strawberries and strawberries are the most contaminated sprayed with antifungal, anti-disease, whatever. Most sprayed veggie fruit out there. Yes. You know, so he said, well, you know, a pint of regular strawberries is $1.47 and the organic ones are $2.50. That's a whole right. dollar more. And my attitude is, well, you can put that dollar into your mouth or you can put it into the doctor visit. Yep. Because that's what's going to happen down the road, pure and simple. Anyway. Well, people don't realize that it not eating good foods has been associated with some of the leading causes of death, um, more so even than the bad foods that we eat, which displace the good foods. But it's the lack of fiber. It's the lack of whole grains. It's the lack of beans. It's the lack of adequate fruits and vegetables and all of the other good foods that people don't eat that are actually as responsible for ill health as eating the bad foods. I, I, we mentioned that before, but I did an interesting podcast on a study that revealed that it's the bad foods aren't killing us. It's the good foods that we aren't eating. And that turned the discussion to pointing people eat this and instead of don't eat that, because that leaves people sometimes, well, what do I eat? So let's teach yeah. them what to eat and they'll do better just if they adopt those philosophies. Absolutely. Do you remember... Back in the 70s, when I came into the industry, there was a piece of literature that every store was handing out, and it said, death begins in the colon. Yes, I remember. You remember? And it showed you a picture of a really decimated colon that was, look, you know, ugh. And, and it's true, because what the fiber does for the body, one, it, it acts as, a, in my mind, like psyllium husks and, and rice bran. It acts like a broom. It's going through the villi, scraping away that stuff that has lingered, the mucus and the hunks and chunks from the diet. So it keeps the villis open and it moves, moves it through. Fiber also absorbs water. And when it's mixed with fecal matter, it expands in the colon that in turn sends a message to the brain because like blood pressure regulation, you got nerve endings in your colon that senses when it's full and sends a message to the brain. The brain in turn sends electrical impulses to tell the colon to evacuate. That's where the minerals come in because if you don't have enough minerals, you end up not only constipated, but you also end up toxic because the body, if stuff lays in, in your colon too long, the body reabsorbs the liquid that was there, and the liquid is also full of toxins. So you're reintoxicating yourself. So it's a whole, it's really uh, a messy situation to say the least. Well, let's not forget what I've learned in the last decade is the importance of fiber to our intestinal flora. This is their food. So if we're eating refined grains, uh, white rice, white bread, we're not getting the fiber we need to feed our beneficial bacteria. And that's so important as well. So people are just starting to learn that there's that side of fiber also. 
And that, to me, is one of the very important parts of it. Absolutely. So talking about cholesterol, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. So, so what people don't get, what I think they don't get, is that cholesterol is essential building material. Almost every single cell in your body is built with cholesterol. Your hormones, your testosterone, estrogen, are all made from cholesterol, vitamin D, which everybody seems to be so deficient. In. And then the reason for that is, one, I think the statin drugs have reduced the amount of healthy cholesterol that's being produced by the body. And number two, we were told by the doctors, the GODs, that stay out of the sun. The sun will cause skin cancer. Well, sunlight, it's acutinic rays as they penetrate the body, they convert the cholesterol into vitamin D. So there's another thing for, you know, cholesterol. You need it for CoQ10, which is essential for the heart. And it's also, you know, transportation material to get the fat nutrients, the A, the D, the E, the K, the F, well, not K, but all the others distributed throughout the body for utilization. So cholesterol is essential. However, there is a universal teaching. Excess leads to rejection. The high cholesterol is the result of fried foods and other foods that have either hydrogenated fats, trans fats, or saturated fats. Those are the culprits that will clog up your arteries. So to get rid of that, the first thing that comes to my mind is always choline and inositol and lecithin. To me, those are the keys. What other nutrients would you throw in, Steve? Well, I think it's interesting that you you bring up those because back in the, the 70s and early 80s, that was the way that we approached this was with formulas that had lecithin, choline, inositol, vitamin B6. And I think cider vinegar was part of that formula as well. And so even back then, we knew that these nutrients played a role. And But, you know, if you're not changing your diet, if you're not watching the fats that you're eating and shifting to better fats in the diet, then we're just consuming these bad fats, these saturated, hydrogenated trans fats that you just mentioned. Those are bad fats. I don't think they have any redeeming value in human nutrition. And if we start to substitute the better fats, the olive oil, the avocado oils, the, the natural fats, omega-3 fish oils, things like that, we're going to have better fats in our system because the body can only function when it's got the right kinds of fats. And our trend towards low-fat dieting, I think, did us such a disservice over all the years that we were told, you know, eat more corn oil. That's the answer to heart disease. <laughs> Come to find out, might be one of the contributing factors. But yet, it was preached with so much certainty that, well, it just had to be true. And here we find out that not only is that not true, but the cholesterol theory of heart disease is not true. That taking an aspirin will prevent your heart attack is not true. All of these <laughs> things were preached to us as if it was settled science. And that's why we have to question these pronouncements that come out of the medical and pharmaceutical industry because they've got it wrong so many times. And it's not in their best interest to tell the truth. No, 
You know, it's really sad. And it's in keeping with not truly understanding the body and how it really works. And again, like you said earlier or last week, it's all about blocking symptoms so that you don't feel bad. Block the pain. You know, the ads that talk about blocking the pain for arthritis. So yes, you're not feeling the pain, but you're eating away at your joints. You're creating more damage. And what's going to happen is that eventually you need joint replacement. So it's crazy. You know, one of the other things, and I remember when I was, you know, coming up with a formula for cholesterol metabolism was I came across an article talking about niacin. And I always thought of niacin as a vasodilator, you know, get mm -hmm. rid of cold hands, cold feet, ringing in the ear, hair loss real quick. You just open up the arteries. I came to learn in finding it in some research paper that niacin also helps to metabolize cholesterol. So I found that to be interesting. Also, I also recommend uh, panathenic acid because not only does it become betaine hydrochloride that we talked about, but it also becomes pantothene, which also helps to emulsify cholesterol, as well as being the precursor to coenzyme A, which stimulates the Krebs cycle, which produces energy. And last but not least, I also recommend that people work with their thyroid. Increase your metabolism. Get out and exercise more because all of that is helps to increase the burning effect. When, when I see somebody who's heavy and overweight, my mind goes to, wow, they got a lot of fuel, but they're just not running the equipment. You need to run the equipment. You need to exercise. You know, join a club. You know, I was at the gym the other day with my son, and there must have been a guy, easy 300, 350. What was he doing? Just walking around all the equipment. And if he does that every single day, there's, and he watches his diet, there's no telling. I know I will see him go down incrementally. So, Walking is fabulous. If you say your knees hurt, you can't walk, then get in a pool and do your jogging in the deep end of the pool. Hold on to the sides and kick your feet. There's so much you can do. Get a stationary bike. I can't run. I can't walk long distances because of my polio from the kid, but I get on the bike and there's my exercise. So anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I got more, but you know, I, I was just going to say, I know there's more Michael, but we do have time constraints and we're trying to um, reflect that and honor the time needs of our listeners as well. So that's why we come back to these topics sometimes just because there's more. Along high cholesterol lines, next week, we should talk about hardening of the arteries, how that takes place, how cholesterol is involved and give them actually the nutrients, the lecithin, the choline, and inositol, all of that will help emulsify the cholesterol that's lining the walls. But we'll get deeper into that next week. So until then, you all take care, be well, and uh, spread the word. <laughs> that's right. Tell your friends. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Steve. Have a fabulous everything, and uh, we'll talk. I look forward to it. See you then. Bye, y'all. 
Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs, at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.